the number one reason why your content is not leading to any sales, like hear me out on this, y'all, hear me out. The number one reason is because you're not making it clear what the next step should be for somebody who engages with your content. You're listening to the Jerisha Said Podcast, episode 45. Having the courage to start your own business and actually sell your consulting services online can be tough. Look, it may not be easy, but it can be simple. In each season, we take a deep dive into one core growth strategy so you can gain a solid understanding of what's required to serve, sell, and scale your consulting business. All you have to do is listen to what Jerisha said. If you are ready for a transparent, all the way real, edge snatching strategies, grab your castor oil and keep listening. I am your host, corporate engineer turned online business consultant, Jerisha Hawk. All right. So before we take the next step and get into this episode, I want to make sure to give one of you a shout out, a listener shout out. And this one goes to Michelle Bryant Hughes. And here's what they had to say. Raw, real truth about running an online business that most people don't share. The ones that speak to most are the ones where you are vulnerable because it helps to validate my own struggles. Every episode, I am left with real actionable steps to take in order to improve my business and my life. Love this podcast and so excited that it's finally launched. Michelle, thank you so much for tuning in and sharing your review here on the podcast. It means the world to me to know that you know the, the stories and the strategies that we're sharing on this podcast are helping you move the needle forward. I really, really appreciate it. So if you would like to leave a review and get the opportunity to be featured on a future episode in a listener shout out, make sure to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen and leave a review. So let's get into this week's episode. Hey everyone, Jerisha Hawk here. And if you have ever been wondering how in the world do you convert your social media followers into paid clients, you're going to love this because this is what we're going to be talking about today. I've been having a ton of people reaching out to me on my Instagram DMs and over in my Facebook group um, asking me, Jay, you are a beast when it comes to Facebook, creating content, Instagram, all the things like what are you doing and why is your content converting your clients so well? And I want to share some things with you today that I think will be really beneficial for helping you make sure that you are, you know, leveraging your social media platforms in a way that does allow you to actually gain new leads and convert more clients. But the first thing that I want us to make sure that we're all aware of is when people think like, I have a business and I want to get more clients. I have a membership program. I have a course. I'm doing whatever it is that you're actually selling. And they're asking the question of how do I get my social media followers to turn those into paid clients? The first thing you need to pull back before you even take the step of what type of content you need to create or what tactics you need to put in place or what strategies you need to leverage is you need to get very, very clear on what is the end result, right? Like where is your content ultimately leading a potential client? What is the end result? And this is where, why most people have such a difficult time creating consistent content online and actually creating content that drives people to actually take action and buy is because it is not clear what the end result is. 
And what I mean by that is if you're currently in your business and it is not clear what problem that your offers solve, or it is not clear what problem your services will provide or help somebody else overcome, everything else after that down the line is going to be a really big hurdle for you as a business owner. So the very first thing that you need to get clear on is what end result are you helping somebody achieve? Because your content complements the problem that you solve and your content truly does, like your content should be helping people like understand what problem you solve. Your content should be qualifying your potential leads before you even get on a sales call. And your content should be calling people to take action. But if you don't know that you kind of have to reverse engineer it. So you need to first start by what is the end result or the end destination that you want somebody to be at. And this is not you saying, you know, I want more clients. That's the end result because people aren't just watching your content or consuming your content because they love you or like they're consuming your content and engaging in your content because they ultimately want to solve a problem. And you need to make it clear to them that you're the person that can help solve that problem by the content that you're creating. So you first need to get very clear on what is the offer that you ultimately want somebody to take action on, meaning what is the thing that you ultimately want people to buy? And not just what is that offer, meaning like, oh, I'm selling a course. I want people to buy my course or I have an ebook. I want people to buy my ebook or I'm selling services. I want people to become clients. That's not what I mean. You need to get clear on not how you're going to deliver that offer, but what problem you're solving within that offer. That is the very first step that you need to get crystal clear on is what problem are you solving? Now that you know what problem you are solving, you can now reverse engineer to figure out, okay, what type of content do I need to create in order to attract the right type of ideal client that ultimately wants to solve this problem and also help them overcome. We talk about this in other episodes. If you go listen to the leverage ladder episode or listen to the episode about how much content you need to create before you can start selling, we talk a little bit more about this, but your content should be walking people through the sales cycle. In the sense that you shouldn't just be creating content that motivates people or like random quotes of inspiration. Like, because ultimately, if your content, if you're using your content platform, your Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, whatever, as a platform that you ultimately want to gain leads for your business from, you need to be creating content that speaks to those types of leads that you want to ultimately attract people who want to solve a problem that your service provides a solution for. And that content needs to be designed in a way that educates them through those three stages of awareness that a buyer goes through when making a buying decision. So I'm just kind of giving you guys some precursor things. Is If you don't know what problem your services solve and you don't know a way to communicate that clearly, it's going to be very difficult to create content on your social media platforms that actually attract ideal clients. Because if you don't know what problem you're solving, you don't know who your ideal to clear clients could be. If you don't have it very clear on what solution that you provide through the service that you sell, it's going to be very hard to make that clear in your content when you're trying to help other people understand the value of what it is that you do. Okay. So that's the first thing. Now, once you know what problem you solve, you know what solution that you're providing with the service that you sell, you need to then decide and commit to showing up on, you know, we talk about this in our pop method all the time, but pick one platform. I do not advise individuals trying to be everywhere all the time. Like, you know, when I first started my business, I was pretty much solely on Facebook for almost a year. 
Facebook is the platform that most committed to. And we'll talk about why I chose Facebook over Instagram or other things down the line, but you need to pick one platform. So I don't care what one platform that is, but you need to really pick one platform, not that you just enjoy creating content on, but that you also know and believe that your ideal clients are at. And I think it's important for us to make this distinction as well, is a lot of the time people will say, well, I prefer Instagram. But in your ideal clients, maybe on Instagram, but are your ideal clients when they're on Instagram in a mindset where they're actually willing to make a buying, you know, go through a buying decision and make a buying decision while they're on that platform? And if the answer is no, that's a consideration you need to keep in mind is a lot of the time we get too focused on what we want, basically like what you want as a business owner, what content you want to create, how you want to create it, which is important because you do need to be confident in the content that you're creating and on the platform that you choose, but you ultimately need to be showing up on a platform where your ideal clients are and not just where they're hanging out, but also where they're in a mindset of actually taking action and potentially engaging in a buying decision on that platform. Okay. So I think that's very, very important for you to do first and foremost. And the reason why I chose Facebook as my bread and butter as a platform that I'm going to grow my brand on, build my presence on, establish my authority on is because there's so like Facebook owns Instagram. Facebook has billions of users on a daily basis. And Facebook allows you to have a Facebook group where you can build a community and really build that deeper engagement, especially if you don't have an email list. The next best thing for you to have is having a Facebook group. My Facebook group is one of the most profitable assets that I leverage in my business. You know, when I first started my business, I did not have capacity or cash flow honestly i didn't have the money to actually do facebook ads but i knew that you know at some point as i continued to grow my business i would want to leverage paid ads from facebook and instagram at some point so i was like you know i was collecting my data i was doing all my live stream videos and growing my audience on facebook cuz that you know even though you're not using paid ads yet Facebook's able to compile all that data of all your viewers, of all your Facebook group followers, of all of you know people who've engaged on your content. So when you start to do actually paid ads, you can actually reduce the cost of your ad spend because you're targeting warm traffic versus having to start fresh when you're ready to, to do paid ads. So whatever it is, pick one platform. Pick one platform that you are going to commit to for the next 12 months that you're going to frequently show up on that platform, be visible, create content and do those things. So when I say that, that means that it doesn't mean that you can't be on other platforms. Like I still had an Instagram. I still had other social media accounts, but I was committed. Like, you know, at the time I was still working my nine to five, but I was committed to say, if I was only going to create one piece of content, it's happening on Facebook. So for you, you got to decide what that is for you. The second thing that you need to consider is when it comes to the type of content that you want to create, there's really three primary mediums that you're ultimately going to be creating content of, right? Either you're going to be doing video, you're going to be doing audio, or you're going to be doing written. And you need to decide which one of those three mediums, video, audio, or written, are you the most confident in and you're able to communicate the best through, right? Video, audio, or written. Because in depending on what your strong suit is in regards to the type of content you can create or the medium in which you can communicate your message, that will help you also decide what platform might be a better fit for you. But if you're running a service-based business, I'm going to tell you right now that the type of content that converts the best is live video. 
And I know some of you guys, I'd be saying, Jay, I hear you on that. But me going live, I don't know about it. I'm kind of like, I don't feel comfortable being on live video. Your business is not going to grow based off of where your comfort level is, right? Your business will grow like based off you stepping outside of your comfort zone and you getting over your own ego and focusing on, you know what, if live video is going to be the best way that I can connect with my audience, build my know, like, and trust factor and ultimately convert clients, I'm going to get over my fear and do that ultimately serves my clients and that ultimately will serve my bank account. But live video is hands down the number one form of content that converts the best. And I'm going to run you guys, share some statistics with you guys, because I'm not just saying this because I feel it. I'm saying this because the data backs it up. But there are over 2 billion monthly active Facebook users. So, and this is more monthly activity than Instagram and Twitter combined. Running your own business comes with a lot of challenges. Converting clients doesn't need to be one of them. Creating content using live video will guarantee that you stand out from your competition. And packaging a signature service ensures that you attract high-end clients. You know, the ones who are ready to invest and eager to do the work. I created a crash course training sharing the proven framework that hundreds of coaches and consultants have used to grow an audience of qualified leads rather than a list of lurkers. Visit jerishahoff.com backslash masterclass to register for my next training on how to enroll high ticket clients consistently. More shares plus more comments plus more engagement equals more sales. It's that simple. Learn the proven strategy and simple process I teach in my premium program, Services That Sell. It works. Visit jerishahoff.com backslash masterclass today. So Facebook is just like legitimately too big to ignore. Like, and people tell me, oh, my ideal client isn't on Facebook, bruh. There's over 2 billion people, active users on Facebook a month. And you tell me your ideal client isn't on here. I'm calling BS on that. Second is video content gets 135% greater reach than photos. And the reason why this is so popular, and I think you have to think about why Mark created Facebook. The platform was created to be able to help other people engage and for people to build relationships on here. And when you're doing live video, live video content is watched three times longer than like uploaded regular videos. And users also comment on live videos 10 times the rate as a regular like uploaded video. And the reason part of this being is because Facebook prioritizes live video content over every other piece of content and test this out like for yourself. If you don't believe me, test this for yourself, like over the next week, do a post on your Facebook page, like a written post, see how much engagement it gets, do a live video and see how much organic engagement it gets. You will see on average about 10 times more organic engagement on your live video content over any other form of content on Facebook. And you're seeing this true. Like why did Instagram, well, it's because Facebook owns it, but they have the IGTV and they're prioritizing that type of content on that platform. You know, even if you look at YouTube, they're prioritizing live, like they're giving their YouTubers live video content access. Like that's like live video is just going to take over. And that's just the reality of the situation. And video content primarily is. 
Because you have to think about it, when you're looking at the big dogs, Facebook is competing with Netflix and competing with YouTube. Like live video content is the form of content like that people do consume the most and gets the largest organic reach. So if you're currently not using live video content in your content marketing strategy, I would take a pen out, grab a piece of paper. Uh, write that down and make that a commitment that you're going, you know, maybe you're not comfortable on it now, but like that you're going to be committed to doing what's required for you to learn how to make that type of content and be committed to doing that on your platform. Because if you're not doing that now, it's a huge disadvantage and a huge reason as to why you're probably not seeing the results that you want. Second, and like, it seems so simple, but so many of us assume that potential clients know what we sell, know how to buy what we sell, know where to go when they're ready to make a buying decision. And quite frankly, they don't. Like they just don't. And the more difficult we as business owners or you as a business owner makes it for somebody to have to figure out whether or not, first and foremost, whether or not you're even somebody that can help them solve their problem. If you can't get that right first, you've already lost. Like you've already lost the game, game's over, like it's a done deal. If you don't make it clear what problem it is that you solve and who you solve that problem for, those are prerequisites for people to even pay attention to you. Like let that sink in. So imagine if you were like driving down the street right now as a customer, and let's say you were driving down the street and you were super hungry, right? And every restaurant you drove past, the name on the restaurant was just food. And you're just driving and all you can see on the outside, before you decide to park your car, before you decide to go into the restaurant and see what kind of food they make, if every restaurant was just named food, some basic generic thing, like it would not be easy for you to know, okay, which restaurant is going to like, one, not just give me food, but give me the type of food that I actually want to eat right now. So let's ultimately say you want to um, have Mexican food. I'm just making this up. And you're driving down the street and every restaurant is named food does not help. But then you keep scrolling on down and then you run across a restaurant that actually says Mexican food. That lets you know that, you know what, I need Mexican food right now. And that place makes it very clear that they have that type of food inside that I can buy. I'm going to pull over to that restaurant. And the reason why I use that as an example is so many of you guys, you think that you have it clear in regards to what problem you solve. Cindy, I do branding for entrepreneurs. I offer tech support for business owners, or I trying to just think of just random stuff that might be kind of vague. Like in, even we'll use the branding example. They say, I do branding for entrepreneurs. What problem are you solving? Are you branding a website for me? Are you branding my social media pages? Are you creating my logo, my brand identity? Are you helping me write my brand copy? Like what branding are you doing? And when you say entrepreneurs, there's a million different types of entrepreneurs. Like, are you helping brick and mortars? Are you helping local bakeries? Are you helping fitness instructors? Are you helping business coaches? Like you need to make it very clear. And if you're falling into the boat of trying to solve any problem for anybody, you're going to shoot yourself in the foot, right? Like if you're the restaurant and you want to name your restaurant food, (laughs) like, oh, I want to feed everybody. No, like if I'm driving down the street, I'm not about to waste my time pulling over to see what kind of food you even have inside. And please tell me what restaurants you go to. I don't know of any quality buffet that has Chinese food, Italian food, Mexican food, Southern food all on the menu. And it's all good. Like the thing that comes to mind is Ponderosa. And don't nobody trust Ponderosa. Hence why Ponderosa is like $10 a person. For all you can eat buffet, something is wrong. Right? 
So you have to think about things from the perspective of your potential clients, not just what you want, but like you have got to make it clear who you are for and who you are not for. And it should be clear in your content. So let's say you're doing a Facebook live video for you guys who are watching this right now. When you were scrolling through your feed or when you got a notification, it didn't just say Jerisha Hawk is live. When you clicked on that or you were scrolling, what helped you identify whether or not this live video was something that you wanted to spend your time listening to and that you wanted to take the time to say, you know what, this is going to be relevant for me and will help me solve a problem that I have. What allowed you to do that? That was the caption on my Facebook live. The caption on my Facebook live made it very clear what this topic of discussion was going to be for tonight. And ultimately, as you're reading through the title of this Facebook Live, you will know like, if you're somebody who wants you know, insight or wants to learn more about how to convert your social media followers into paid clients, if that's a problem that you want to solve, boom, that got your attention and said, you know what? That made it very clear to let me know that this content that she's creating right now is going to be of value for me and will help me solve a problem that I have. You shouldn't have to guess. Like if your potential clients right now have to guess whether like what you're even going to be talking about in your live stream video and what problem that you're going to be talking about is going to help them solve, you've already lost. Like somebody shouldn't have to wait 20 minutes before they figure out like what this is going to be about. Make it easy for them to make a decision. That's the number one reason why your content right now is not leading to any sales is because you're not making it clear first and foremost how like you're not making it clear in your content who your content is for and what problem that it can solve for people. And second is you're not actually inviting people to take action. So like clients do not take action unless you invite them to do so. Then this is the number one thing. And like, I want you guys to go back and do a personal audit on your social media content. How often are you giving people a direct call to action on what next step they need to take to work with you? Most of the time, you're probably not. Most of the time, like look at your, I love doing social media audits. I want you to go to your website or go to your Facebook page and how many clicks and how long would it take a potential client to figure out what problem you solve, to figure out who you solve that problem for, and to figure out what they would need to do to actually buy from you. Most of the reason why y'all content ain't converting is because you're making it hard than a mug for somebody to actually buy from you. Don't make it difficult. Like if you're making people jump through a million hoops before they can even figure out like to buy the thing that you want them to buy, like you're shooting yourself in the foot. And if you do have a strategic system in place that guides people through a process, that's different. But if you have no strategy in regards to like how you're guiding people through even your content and how to take action, like that's why you're not seeing sales. That's why you're not like leading followers into clients. But there is one very minor tweak that you can do that has, you know, really is the reason why my social media content converts so well is every piece of content should have a call to action on it. Every single piece of content, like even this live stream video, if you look in the title of it, there's a call to action saying, if you're ready to create and sell your own four figure service, join my Facebook group. That is a call to action to join my Facebook community. Why do I have them do that? Because my Facebook community is the place where I like, you know, cultivate my warm audience and get them to a point where they're ready to buy. Make it easy. Or like if you're just getting people, like if your only call to action is to get people on your email list, but then once they get to your email list, you never actually email them. And once they're in your email list, you never actually invite them to actually work with you. Why are you sending them to your email list? You're making them jump through hoops and you're making them wait. So make sure that whatever call to action that you lead people to do is actually leading them to a place 
where either you're creating more content and you're warming them up strategically to get them prepped and ready to buy, or you're leading them directly to buy from you. And that's why in services that sell, I teach a very simple two-step process to convert four-figure clients. Because you don't need to be making people jump through all these hoops. Like we have our students do Facebook live videos and the call to action on all of their videos is to schedule a sales call with them. That's it. Make it simple. And sometimes we overcomplicate things. We're like, oh, that's too easy. That's good. Like the flow in which somebody needs to decide, one, make it clear what problem you solve, who you solve that problem for. And then once they realize, yes, I want that, then how do I buy? Don't make them wait no three months before you hear from them before they get to hear from you on how they can buy, like don't make them jump through hoops. So every piece of content that you create, especially if you're doing live videos, should have one of two call to actions on it. So you either have a transactional call to action, meaning you're inviting somebody to your email list, you're inviting somebody to your Facebook group. And even in that call to action, don't just say, join my email list, read my blog, join my Facebook group. Why? Because it doesn't let them know how them taking that step and making that small commit with you is going to help get them closer to solving their problem. Like everything needs to be made very, very clear. So even on the call to action on this Facebook Alive here, it doesn't just say join my Facebook group, right? It says if you're ready to create and sell your own four-figure service consistently. So somebody knows if they're ready to create their own four-figure service consistently, yes, I have that problem and I want to solve it. Then they'll take action and join my Facebook group, right? So again, make it very easy and very crystal clear in regards to even when it comes to the call to action, if it's transactional, you know, don't just say join my email list, like make it clear as to why they should, like what reason should they be giving you their email address for? What are they getting in return? What problem is your emails that you're going to send out going to help them solve? Make that very, very clear and very simple. And the second type of call to action that you can do is like a direct to sale. And that's where, you know, we typically will say, get on a sales call. And then on that sales call is when you actually have your sales conversation and close your client. But that's the number one minor tweak that you can do to make sure that your content is actually set up in a way that drives people to take action. Because right now I can almost guarantee you, like your current social media channel is probably not optimized to actually lead people to become clients. And again, just do a personal audit on yourself. Like go look at your social media channels as if you weren't you, as if you were a potential client and literally like look at, okay, what steps would somebody have to take? How would we help them get there? How would they end up being able to buy? And that's not even clear to you. And if it's taking them more than like three steps to be able to do it, like it's too complicated. Like you need to clean that up. So quickly recapping here, You should be using live stream video content in your social media strategy. If you're not, you're really, really missing out on like a huge opportunity for yourself and your business. Second, Facebook is a phenomenal platform for you to be dominating and be creating consistent content on. You should have a business Facebook page. That's where your content should be created because literally against Facebook's terms and conditions, if you're using your personal profile primarily to promote your business, your Facebook profile can get shut down. I know people's pages who have been shut down because of that. So make sure you have a business Facebook page, do live stream video content, recap what we just talked about in the sense of you first need to know what problem you're solving and who you're solving that problem for, and then create content that will attract those types of people specifically. Don't try to be out here food for everybody. Like make it clear what you're delivering, what problem you're solving and why people should like make it clear for somebody to know that you're for them. And then finally, make sure that your content 
has call to actions on them. And not just a call to action saying, you know, get on a sales call with me. No, make it clear what you want them to do and why they should take that action. Okay. I hope this was helpful and gave you guys some direction. If you have more questions, let me know and I'll talk to y'all soon. Bye y'all. Hey there, Hawk Hustler. Thanks so much for listening in today. It means the world to me that you take time out of your morning commute or during your workout or while you're at home to listen into our show. And to show my thanks, I would love to actually hop on a phone call with you. That's right. I mean, pick up a phone, dial a phone number, you know, do what our parents used to do back in the day before Instagram DMs. <laughs> but I would love to actually just learn more about you and thank you for, you know, tuning in and listening to our show. So if you'd love to hop on a call, just visit jerishahawk.com backslash chat and I will talk with you soon.